the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. A very special guest and familiar voice joins us on today's program. We're pleased to have with us the host of Living by the Word. Some call him the Paul Harvey of Christian Radio. When I tell you his name, you'll know why they say that. He is the senior pastor of People's Inner City Fellowship in Marin City, Salcedo, and a privilege and delight to have Pastor Marcus Small joining us today. And Pastor Small, great to have you on board. It is great to be here. Thanks, Craig. I first want to say, by the way, congratulations. I understand you're you're just kind of on the cusp of about 10 full years of ministry serving as full-time pastor there at People's Inner City. And you actually, if I'm not mistaken, you took over the helm. You took over that, that position as senior pastor when your father, Fred, was called to be home with the Lord. That is correct. 2013, May 15th, 2013. Your church oftentimes refers to the goal of not only loving God, but believing and preaching and teaching the Word of God without compromise. And I think maybe the only thing we could add to that is um, to preach it, to teach it, and to live it. And I'm curious, from your perspective, not only as a senior pastor, but I'll mention that you are a licensed marriage and family therapist here, um, serving in the Bay Area is kind of a, a, a dual calling, a dual or bivocational uh, ministry. Is one of the challenges, in your opinion today, as we look at what's going on not only in the world around us, but but more closer in what's going on in the church, that sometimes we we might be exposed to quality preaching and teaching, but if we're not living the word without compromise, is that what gets us largely into trouble, do you think? Absolutely. I think one of the one of the major problems or difficulties is Blending ministry, blending um, one's vocation, even if it's a a ministry in the world of secular, as we may say. Um, And it's always it's a challenge because when you try to bring the two together, oftentimes um, there can be a challenge of balance. And so um, for me, it's balancing the ministry at the church, balancing the ministry also in my job and how they come together together. It's vitally important, and the Lord has has helped me to be able to uh, to blend the two, to be able to bring both together, and to be able to um, have success in both areas. So I'm very grateful for that. And, and I guess that challenge in a broader perspective is something that all of us face. That sense of wanting to see a a solid blending of not only our our workplace life, our family life, but our spiritual life as well. And sometimes I suppose some folks 
tend to kind of compartmentalize all of that, meaning you know where they're in the Word and they're in their they're in their relationship with God on Sunday, and then the rest of the week God kind of gets set on the shelf and they go about their business. But I wonder if maybe therein lies part of the problem that the ability of the church to really have its greatest impact in the communities around us is that sense of workplace evangelism, uh, that that sense of marketplace evangelism, where we take Jesus into the marketplace Monday through Saturday, as opposed to just simply leaving him at church on Sunday. Yes. I think when whenever we look at work, I think that we always have to remember that it is a God, it is the God calling so that when we are working, whatever it may be, that's our ministry for that purpose. We're, we're to be faithful and God uses us and wherever we are. And, and too often people say, well, um, I work during the week here as a tax preparer or as a lawyer, but my real passion is one day to be a preacher where well, you're preaching somewhere, wherever you are by your lifestyle and your job. And I think the, the matter of trying not to separate, but to say wherever I am, God has called me to be a minister right there in that job. And sometimes people don't oftentimes see that and feel that ministry only happens at the church as compared to the workplace where they spend most of their time. So either a lack of understanding of how that blend is supposed to be in their day-to-day life or the notion that maybe the job is up to the professionals. <laughs> By that, I mean, well, pastor handles all those things on Sunday. I, I just go to work, I collect a paycheck, and I go home. And, and, and maybe therein lies, as you indicate, the, the, the real need to rethink all of that. Some folks struggle with the notion of, well, I'm not sure what God has called me to do. I don't know where my ministry is. You think maybe for all of us, ministry simply starts at where we're planted, meaning on the job with our families and the lives that we come in contact with every day, be it the postal carrier, the UPS delivery guy, the man who collects money when we buy gasoline, things of that sort. Is that the perspective that we need to be looking at, that wherever God has placed us, therein is our ministry? And it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be being a Sunday school teacher, but doesn't necessarily have to be that. Do you think that's true? Absolutely, it's true. I think about the Apostle Paul, um, who was bivocational. He made tents during the time, uh, you know, of his ministry. He, at times, he would preach during uh, the Sabbath and during the week of times. But there are times when he had to make a living, and he would. Spend that time making tents, um, bringing those matters together. And I think one of the things that's important is it's great to want to serve in the church, but the the false dichotomy that one is not really ministering unless in the building, um, well, it's a false notion. And I think the greatest impact is if we learn to recognize that if I'm making an impact at the office, that may just inspire a person to want to say, well, what's different about this individual? Maybe what they want to come to church with you. So wherever we are, we should use it as an opportunity 
Um, and so that becomes vital. And I think if many people can get that perspective, it can really expand and extend their ministry where they are. So the real greatest need then is outside of the church, beyond the four walls of the church, um, to be out there in, in not only being salt and light, um, but but to be, as Scripture says, you know, we should compel them to come in. Well, how will, how will they hear unless we can be out into the highways and byways and doing just that? Yes, absolutely. Compelling individuals to come by what we say, how we live, how we represent the Lord. Um, one of the things I feel, <clears throat> I find that's very interesting um, in my job as a therapist, when individuals come to find out that I am a pastor or that even I go to church, because oftentimes, let me not even bring that up, um, it's kind of interesting of how they then respond to me. Some of them are like, oh, wow, that's, that's great. And they begin to ask questions in relation to that. But for many of the clients I work with, many of them may not know that I'm a pastor because I don't want that to necessarily be the leap, but oftentimes I use the training that God has given me as a therapist, my work in the church to help families. But when they find out, what I come to find is that once the relationship has been established, um, it really actually enhances the work that I oftentimes do with the family as compared to it being a barrier. Our conversation today with Pastor Marcus Small, Senior Pastor of People's Inner City Fellowship, located in Marin City, Sausalito. We'll take a brief time out back to more of our discussion right after this. What is school choice and why is it important? Every child is unique and each learns differently. Some might succeed at the local public school, while many others will do better in a private, Christ-centered environment. School Choice allows every family to select the educational options that best fit their children, which is why for the 11th year running, KFAX again offers families our back-to-school half-off tuition program. We understand how costly a quality education can be, so we've partnered with some of the most prestigious Christian schools throughout the Bay Area to offer half-off tuition for the coming fall term. The program applies to families enrolling a child for the first time. Nearly 300 Bay Area families have benefited from half-off tuition vouchers. Why not yours? Discover how a biblically-based education can radically change your child's life. For all the details and a map of participating schools, visit kfax.com. Hi there, Jordan Michaels here. Have you ever noticed in buying new towels that they can look beautiful, be soft and fluffy, but they're hardly absorbent? And isn't that the whole purpose of a towel? You know, I think we'd all agree we want a towel that looks good and feels great and works. Well, my pillow inventor, Mike Lindell, found the best towel company right here in America that gives everything you want in a good towel. It's made with good old US of A cotton. Right now, you can get such a great deal on these my pillow towels. I have a set of my own, so I know firsthand how great they are. Six-piece set includes two baths, two hand towels, two washcloths for what was normally $109.99. And now get this. 
$39.99. When you get out of the shower and dry off, boy, this is a towel you're going to want to reach for. Go to MyPillow.com, click the new radio listener specials, enter the promo code KFAX or call 800-479-1790. MyPillow.com, use that promo code KFAX. I'm Jonathan McKee, and you're listening to Plugged In. When our kids ask why they can't have their phone in their bedroom all night, sometimes parents use the argument, because the blue light hurts your eyes. Well, sure, the blue light from the screens, especially at night, can give you headaches, keep you awake for hours, even damage your retina. But here's the reality. Many young people who want access to their phones all through the night have heard this warning, and they know that putting your screen in night mode can almost completely eliminate blue light, period. So be ready to talk about more than blue light, like the fact that mental health experts, your family pediatrician, me, we all recommend keeping phones out of the bedroom at night for countless reasons, like the link between extended social media use and mental health issues such as depression and anxiety. For more about those screens in your kids' pockets, visit us at pluggedin.com slash radio. I'm Jonathan McKee, author of Parenting Generation Screen, with focus on the families plugged in. My grandma makes fried chicken that is simply the world's best. But sometimes she'll say, "Uh, I didn't get that batch just perfect. To me, a little bit less than the world's best still tastes like the world's best. It's Ryan. And that's kind of how I feel about all this interest rate hubbub right now. The internet wants to make it feel like the sky is falling. And sure, rates might come up a bit this year, but a small move up from historically the lowest the world has ever seen is still some tasty fried chicken. I worked with a radio listener this week and gave him five different refinance and cash out refinance options. Because rates were still great and because home values have gone sky high, he was able to pull out a significant amount of cash from his home and his mortgage payment and years on the loan didn't change at all. They're going to use the cash to pay off some debt, take a special vacation and save the rest for peace in their brains. If you're curious what your specific options would be, we our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. Animal number 1330. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Our nation's pandemic and subsequent financial crisis has affected hundreds of thousands. Many of those hardest hit are right here in the Bay Area. Many are neighbors, friends, even folks we go to church with. Jobless, hopeless, homeless. Since 1965, the Bay Area Rescue Mission has been caring for the homeless and impoverished, providing food, shelter, and a fresh start for those struggling with addiction or personal crisis. The Bay Area Rescue Mission delivers the hope of the gospel message to each and every one they reach. Simply go to bayarearescue.org. At this critical time, with so many lives in financial turmoil, your partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission helps meet the physical needs of hurting families and the spiritual needs as well. To share your tax-deductible gift of hope today, simply go to bayarearescue.org. Love without limits. The Bay Area Rescue Mission. bayarearescue.org. BayAreaRescue.org. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Marcus Small. He's Senior Pastor of People's Inner Cities Fellowship located in Marin City, Salcedo. Pastor Small, let's pick up where we left off at just prior to the break. And I'm so glad you bring that up because I think we need, particularly as adults, uh, need to be cautious in recognizing that 
you know, as much as many of us have struggled since the beginning, I mean, I, I don't know of another time, certainly in my lifetime, when collectively so many people were facing down the reality of their own mortality and learning of loved ones and family members and acquaintances that were getting deathly ill and some even passing away from the impact of COVID and to recognize that if this causes a stressor for the adults who at least have a modicum of capacity to understand what's going on here, imagine what it means for a child to have their entire world and their order, their routine completely upended, seeing not only the fears that they are facing, but watching it being played out in the faces of mom and dad, the faces that they see on television, the way in which aspects of this have been overly and unnecessarily so politicized, and then to recognize the kind of tremendous burden that we have inadvertently placed on the shoulders of our children who don't have the complete capacity to be able to reason through all of this or or separate fact from fiction, and now all of a sudden their world has been unended is it any wonder that there is a hesitation to, to re-engage or that there's been aspects where perhaps even their relational development has been stifled because children have not been socialized the way they need to be? They've not engaged with others, been stuck at home the entire time? I mean, talk about an enormous burden for both a child and a parent. So it sounds like from your perspective that there's degrees of this in which even as we seem to be getting on the other side, of this and nations are beginning to open up back fully again and and we've seen the 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 benefit of the the vaccine to help reduce the amount of spread and so we're we're feeling as if we're on the cusp of normalcy but you're suggesting then that there's some fallout of the impact of the last two years that we will continue to struggle with even as once we've kind of said oh yeah COVID, i remember that while it might be in the rearview mirror in terms of it being a public health crisis, it sounds like you're suggesting, Pastor Small, that there are aspects of this from an emotional and even spiritual standpoint that will continue to be with us for some time to come, and particularly so for for young children who, as we've discussed, really don't have the capacity to be able to kind of look at all of this on balance and understand what it means for them. A lot of work ahead of us then. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, within the some of the students that I work with, even right now, some still can't leave the house as of right now. Um, within the church, um, there were some that were afraid to come um, to church, even when we had it outdoors. And so what we did, um, as soon as we were able to open up, which was in June of 2020, we began actually meeting Right away, as soon as Marin County said, okay, churches can meet, we were meeting outside, brought our instruments outside, set up chairs, canopies, and held services outside. And was the only church in our area, Marin City, let's say, um, for several months that that was holding in-person service um, for the body. And then when it rained, we would then do our on-call. We'd basically be on Zoom or on the phone, but we were um, still meeting on a regular basis as soon as we could with the distancing that they suggested. But it was very um, interesting. And 
the body where we love to hug people and touch, it was hard because there was this concern about now proximity. And that brought in a whole nother level. And then as soon as church is over, people were, they're out of here. They're, they're gone. Um, and that's beginning to change now. But it was good, good for us because we had other people that started to come um, to the church um, because we were meeting in person. Um, and so that was kind of interesting to see as well. Some of the people that would come um, to worship, even though they may not have been to church in a while. One, one of the things that I am struck by, and I think is so critically important because, you know, we have seemed over the last two years to treat this as if the singular issue was the pandemic. And aside from that, uh, if you weren't ill from it, all was well. In fact, of course, we know that's not the case. We know that, for example, we live in one of the most expensive places, not only in the entire state, but in the entire nation. And the families that were already struggling pre-COVID and then just having their own economic circumstances further exacerbated by the impact of COVID where suddenly now they're not even certain how they're going to make the rent this month or how they're going to be able to stretch the food budget. You know, what's the old adage? You've got more months than you've got money. And the fact mm-hmm. that people, People's Inner Cities Fellowship Food Ministry, you never shut down, you never slowed down, you kept that running full throttle even during the height of the pandemic when, quite frankly, the need, the need was really the greatest, wasn't it? That's correct. Um, we made a strategic um, point and effort to keep the food pantry open and that that was as you mentioned at the very height um, of the COVID-19 and so as a result we had to do quite a bit of extra just to kind of get things kind of lined up and set up we had the distancing put out the tape and wipe things down but we never shut down um, and that's a testimony to my to the to the volunteers who were willing to come um, at their own own cost as well to serve those in need. And so, just very grateful to God that He blessed us and kept us and allowed us to still serve in that capacity. Our conversation today with Pastor Marcus Small, Senior Pastor of People's Inner City Fellowship, located in Marin City, Sausalito. We'll take a brief time out back to more of our discussion right after this. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Marcus Small. He's Senior Pastor of People's Inner Cities Fellowship, located in Marin City, Sausalito. Pastor Small, let's pick up where we left off at just prior to the break. And, and recognizing how, how critical that kind of ministry, that sort of boots-on-the-ground engagement really is, which ironically almost takes us full back, uh, full circle back to the, where our, became, our conversation began today, and that is the notion that it's not just sufficient enough to read the Word, study the Word, hear the Word, preach the Word, but you have to live the Word. And I think that uh, the, the engagement that your ministry there at People's Inner Cities Fellowship has had even through the height of the pandemic is demonstrative of that very same idea that it's preaching, teaching, and living the word 
without compromise. I want to pivot, if we can, uh, Pastor, and talk a bit about the ministry there. Um, I understand that uh, you grew up there. That's that's home for you in Marin City, uh, born and raised, and uh, and your father actually had been a senior pastor. Tell us a bit about your, your own walk, uh, the way in which the Lord drew you into full-time ministry. How did that all come about? It, well, it wasn't by agreement initially. It was me running. I am not going that direction. <laughs> I, think, um, I think Paul had the same issue at one point. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, I actually now live in uh, Roner Park, right next to uh, Sonoma State, beautiful country, and I now drive 40, you know, about 40 miles um, to here. But my, my dad came from, my, and mom came from Lac- Lancaster, South Carolina. He was a baker in the Air Force. Um, and he was stationed at Hamilton in Navarro. And there was this little place here in Marin City during the war where initially many had come to work on the shipyards in Sausalito, and there was housing here. So his plan was to, and he wasn't saved at the time, his plan was to do his, his you know, to fulfill his obligation in the Air Force, re-enlist as a baker, and then go back east. But he got saved here. And while he wanted to go back home, he he heard the Lord say, I want you to stay in Marin City. He said he cried because there were, you know, mud puddles. And he did not want to stay here. But he decided to submit to the Lord, and he did. He served as also as a postman for about 17 years total between the Air Force and being a, um, a postman. And the Lord finally said, I want you to leave that job in this full-time ministry. So my dad served in this ministry for over 50 years. We've only had three pastors here, Pastor Durham, my dad, and now myself. And I was my dad's assistant for a number of years. And initially, my job, my in fact, my going to school and moving, going into the realm of psychology, the field of psychology, was really to escape going into the ministry. I says, I see how pastors are treated, and I want no part of the pastorship. And so I'm going to school. Well, the Lord had other plans. <laughs> and so um, served with my dad, then accepted my call, was a drummer for the church, and then played the keyboards. And so I served in that capacity and also as my dad's administrative assistant. And so kind of a hands-on approach um, in the ministry. So in 2013 is when he passed. But prior to that time, he did something very strategic, I think, um, which is very interesting. He asked the congregation that if anything was to ever to happen to him, and he did this years before, would you accept Pastor Marcus as your pastor? And the congregation said yes. And even though the congregation has kind of changed since that time, the the groundwork had been laid. And as a result, when he passed, I was in the ministry, moved into the position of the senior pastor. Very smooth transition, because oftentimes when there's such a transition with a beloved pastor as my dad was, you oftentimes have a major fallout. And that didn't happen. Few people left, but there was a smooth transition. And that was only by the grace of God. So it sounds like the Lion of Judah was chasing you, <laughs> and, and he ran a lot faster than you could. 
<laughs> by God's grace. Um, in the time since you've been serving, we mentioned it's almost a, a decade now. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of changes. Talk to us a bit about where you see some of the greatest needs directly within your community. And, and most importantly, how can the body of Christ, not only locally in Marin City, Sausalito, that area of Marin County, but, but even throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, how can we do a better job for impacting the world around us, kind of back to that marketplace evangelism idea, how we can be more efficient, more effective at reaching this lost and dying world that day by day has got so many questions, and we've been handed the book that provides all the answers. How can Absolutely. we more, be more efficient at that? Two things come to mind right off, and that is, one is prayer. I think many people underestimate the power and effectiveness of prayer. Um, when I come into the community, I kind of make a round, my round around, go around a particular way as I come through. And as I drive through the community, I pray for the different areas as I'm working my way to the church. I was praying one morning, and I felt the Holy Spirit um, prompt me or say to me is that when I was praying, God do a miracle and I'm just praying so the Holy Spirit says they don't need a miracle they need to hear the word of God and I actually pause and stop praying at that point I said huh and so one of the greatest need is encouraging and inviting people to go to church to hear the word of God that's where the vital change takes place they need to hear the word and so I think one of the things for me for the Bay Area is pray for Marin City, pray for the churches to not compromise the word, to not become woked, to not become a group that violates the word of God by caving to pressure to become something that we're not. I vowed to God that I would proclaim the word of God, I would preach the word of God and not compromise and that's my mandate. So when people come to church, as they leave the world or come into, they have to be able to go to a place that speaks the truth, speaks it in love, but speaks it firmly and preaches directly from the word of God. That is the key. And so for many of the young people growing up and many of the mothers who are raising children without the fathers, there's a generation and generations that's that's not getting to church, that's not being raised. And so for us in growing up, we had the, the ability to fall back on what we had been taught. You know, we might have gone out there, but there was a way to get back. Many of the young people don't have a foundation to fall back on. They're not having that. And so the foundation is not there. They need a foundation. And parents right now are not getting their children to church, nor are they coming. That's one of the greatest needs I see. And as we know, Scripture tells us, hang out a shingle and they shall come. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It says, <laughs> go out into the highways and byways and compel them compel. to come in. That's right. And uh, it, it's it's as vital that we be fully participatory in the body of Christ, whether it be going to Sunday school, Wednesday or midweek, Bible study, plugged into fellowship on a Sunday morning, it's as vital that we do that as it is that we be disciples of Christ in praying, reading the word, 
living the word, and then being that living testimony to those whose lives we come in touch with day by day. I want to mention, by the way, that um, Pastor Marcus Small, in addition to hearing him throughout the week on KFAX, also has a Sunday afternoon broadcast, conveniently, and I think most accurately called Living by the Word with Pastor Marcus Small. That's Sundays at 5 p.m. here on KFAX. You can also find more information about the ministry and fellowship of People's Inner Cities Fellowship by going online to PICF, think People's Inner City Fellowship, PICF.net. You have a Tuesday Zoom ministry in Petaluma area, for folks up in that part of the bay, at 7 p.m. And then Wednesdays, both in-person and Zoom services starting at 6 p.m., the church meeting at 639 Drake Avenue in Marin City, Sausalito. Again, 639 Drake Avenue in Marin City, Sausalito. Complete details available on the web at PICF.net. That's PICF.net. Pastor Marcus Moll, we sure appreciate you sharing some of your hearts, some of your burdens, some of the good news about what God is doing in ways in which we as believers in the body of Christ can be more effective at reaching those around us right where we're planted. I so much appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Craig. Great being with you. And again, to find out more information and uh, details regarding, if you're new to the Bay Area, uh, a new church home, well, certainly check them out. The broadcast again, Living by the Word with Pastor Marcus Small, Sundays at 5 p.m. And details again about the entire ministry at PICF.net. That's PICF.net. Our thanks to Pastor Marcus Small, Senior Pastor of People's Inner Cities Fellowship, for being with us today. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time round, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.